0: So there's a lot of flexibility with you where you can expand website into how many pages you want and then try to rank and get the maximum juice out of the Google so that you get the best traffic and most viable traffic for your conversions, etc.
1: Welcome friends to the Growth Genius Podcast powered by Infidigit. My name is Kaushal Thakkar. I am the founder of Infidigit and your host for this show. Each week, I interview geniuses who have created phenomenal digital growth. We discuss the key techniques and share insights to help you learn and create your own growth story. SEO for enterprise websites involve much higher complexities. The role of product and engineering is crucial for driving organic search growth on these websites. Today, we are going to discuss the topic Creating SEO growth for enterprises via product and engineering. We have with us Avinash, who has powered exponential SEO growth for Flipkart recently. Avinash is a digital marketing expert with specialization in SEO. He has doubled organic traffic for several websites in less than a few years. He has implemented successful SEO strategies for various domains like fintech, e-commerce, edtech, hyperlocal, and media websites. He specialized in technical and product SEO. Let's meet this growth genius without further ado. Hey, Avinash, welcome to the Growth Genius Podcast. Hi, Koshal. Thank you so much for being on this show. How are you doing today? I'm great, and it's my pleasure to be with you, Koshal. Talk to you guys,
0: because I saw some of the podcasts of yours where they were experts from different domains.
1: And definitely they're very insightful and interesting. So I hope to be in the same way in this thank you definitely. And I have been with you on one of the forum where we were speaking together and I understand what kind of value add you bring to this particular topic of search engine optimization. So I know for sure it would be a great episode for the audience to listen to. And how's the SEO weather these days, Avinash? Quite stormy, honestly, because there are some glitches that happened with Google last month and also
0: there was a couple of updates, one core algorithm update happened and people really didn't understand how to judge that and come out of that. Second mm-hmm. and more importantly, I think there is the pandemic that's happening across the world that impacted the search volumes quite like anything. So there's no particular trend. You can't actually uh, go by the SEO rulebook in these times. Multiple geographies behaving very differently. Very right? true. Uh, one yeah. small insight would be like most of the time Google sees the IP address of the user and assumes that, okay, he or she is from a particular city. But mm-hmm. not people are connecting via VPN, which means that their IP address is like Bangalore or a Mumbai city, but actually they are in entire two or three cities. So that actually skews all your search volumes and other stuff, and also your results will be quite different what you're expecting. And CTRs will go for a toss because if let's say the person is near to Hyderabad and the VPN is connected to uh, Bangalore, he'll be Mm -hmm. clicking on Hyderabad, but you will be trying to optimize for the Bangalore city. So that's the reason I said things
1: are not very stormy. Yeah, that's very true. Let's see, both COVID and the storms should go off in some time. We hope for the best and hope that uh, the situation should be behind us very soon. Hopefully. (laughs) Avinash, some of our audience may not know much about you. Uh, If you could help us with a short introduction of yourself, that would be great.
0: So I'm Avinash. I'm having 11 plus years of experience in digital marketing. Before I started into SEO field, I was working as a software developer for four years. After that, I ventured into SEO and then the complete digital marketing verticals. So I worked with multiple brands across India and also abroad. Because when I was working with Infosys, I worked with the uh, U.S. clients. While I was in India, I worked with Bank Bazaar, where I was heading the SEO. Then I worked with Arvind Mills and Urban Pro, a tech company. And now I'm working with Flipkart, a leading e-commerce portal in India. So I saw multiple phases of the company, like where the companies were at an essence stage. They were at a younger stage, like Series A, Series B kind of a funding. And also very established websites. And then I'm working with like Flipkart and other broad companies that I worked with
1: definitely and um, working for so long and heading seo for organizations like flipkart that's a big responsibility so you have done really well on that i think (laughs)
0: that's all because of the team effort that goes into and because of a lot of experiments and technology that we do at the website level and multiple stuff i think i'll try to tell more about that in the later part sure
1: yeah sure we can have some questions around that so let's start with this itself. So how is the SEO for large enterprise websites like Flipkart different from the smaller websites? That's a pretty good question because
0: most of the time people are not really sure how to do SEO for a small website when they only have four or five pages. And also people are really confused when they have a large website with millions of pages. So because I have worked on both aspects of the website, I can tell that some bits on that. So if you divide SEO into three parts, right, which primary responsible would an SEO person, there will be on-page SEO, off-page SEO, and then search console are the third-party things that you will get, right? Uh, let's go by each of these things, right? If you go to the on-page, right, the most important mm-hmm. factor on the on-page is your meta tags and also interlinking. Okay? On a smaller website, it's easy to write the manually the meta tags, but on a uh, enterprise website like Flipkart, etc., it is very tough to write manually. You need to have an automated way or you need to have a technology framework which will help you to write the meta tag. Mm-hmm. Second advantage of having a smaller website is you can do interlinks very quickly. You can manually check if whether all the pages are getting covered or not, but it's not possible for an enterprise website. And third sure. thing on the on-page SEO is if there are any issues with any of your page, you can easily find it out and then fix it out, which is okay. not case of enterprise website. So these are advantages of the smaller website, but if you come to the... Enterprise website, there are also some advantages. For example, if the authority has been built for your website or the large enterprise website, right, you get any page, it will be ranked quickly in the SEO. Google search top 10 results. This is something I observed very well in multiple times. So when you have an established website like Clipcart, uh, because the authority is pretty high, so even if hmm. you do a normal on page SEO, will be ranking pretty quickly. Like in a week or time, we will be there in top 10 results, which is quite impossible for a smaller website to rank.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah go for a long period yes very good. please bro. uh
0: the second is when you have larger website right you can rank try to rank for multiple keywords like you can rank for primary keywords secondary keywords long tail keywords uh, or you can also rank for the questionnaire kind of a keywords etc so there's a lot of flexibility with you where uh, you can expand the website into how many pages you want and then try to rank and get the maximum juice out of the google so that you get the best traffic and most viable traffic for your conversions etc So that's Mm -hmm. the advantage that the enterprise website have, which a small website doesn't have. If you come to the second aspect, which is off page or the link building, right? If you have a smaller website, it's easy to build the backlink because in my personal opinion, out there, there are only a few number of good websites from which you want to have a backlink. Otherwise, many of the websites are, I don't call them spammy, but they are like redundant websites where you don't want a backlink. So if you Mm -hmm. have a smaller website, you can get the backlink to each of the webpage because the number of links are quite less. But on the contrary, if you have an enterprise website, then you need to make a call. To which pages should I give backlink to? Should I give it to the head pages? Should I give it to category pages, etc.? So that is something that consciously an SEO person has to take. And he or she has to do experiment only then to understand the impact of that. But on the contrary, right, I mean, that's a disadvantage on enterprise website. But on the others, I mean, when you have an enterprise website, there's a lot of brand value that you get, you know. So that a lot of organic mentions happen for your website. It means that you get backlinks organically without spending a dime over there. That helps you in getting the link diversity, which is a very crucial part in link building and getting on top of the CRPs. And the third part, if I have to answer between the enterprise website and the small website, it's the search console that plays a bigger part. So, uh-huh. off late, right, Google Search Console is not showing the complete data. It's only showing a sample data. So because Mm -hmm. of which, you will not be able to understand exactly how many keywords are ranking for your website and how many of them are bringing traffic to your website. If you're having an enterprise-level website, which has millions of pages, but if you have a Mm -hmm. small website, like you can know every keyword that is bringing traffic to you because of the limited number of pages that you're having. But there's also a good side on this for the enterprise website. That is, brand value is so high that uh, the CTR of the websites are quite good uh, on the SERPs. Because of that, what happens is even if you try to rank other keywords, I mean, generic keywords along with a brand, uh, it will get a high CTR and you'll try to rank it at the top.
1: Got it. Perfect. That's good. And uh, yeah, pros and cons of both the versions, beat it an enterprise or small, there are some advantages, some disadvantages as everything in life has. Uh, but uh, specifically uh, since our topic for today is more around the enterprise websites, uh, now, we would also like to understand that ranking on Google is difficult while you mentioned few of the points where you said that for enterprise websites, ranking higher and ranking faster would be much easier. However, there is always a fight for the number one position, right? True. And always a challenge in terms of growth. We have to always show that, okay, how much growth has compared to the previous year or previous month or previous week. Considering that, what are the core challenges from the SEO perspective for the growth of an enterprise website like Flipkart?
0: The biggest challenge that a person or an SEO person experiences when you are working on an enterprise website is team's alignment. Because an enterprise website have an individual or a dedicated team for engineering, product, design, etc. right? Everyone mm-hmm. has their own priorities and you know, SEO priorities become a bit low because there's no space that happen on SEO. And also the ROI that you show will not be tied up completely because of lack of attribution, like click-through attribution or other things that happens in the paid marketing, etc. So mm-hmm. due to these two reasons, right, I mean, aligning your stakeholders, which is both product and engineering team to work on SEO features and also improvising the pages for SEO is a toughest
1: challenge that you can face i'll also agree with that aligning the teams In fact we also have many projects and one constant challenge is convincing the client and the engineering team specifically and the product team that hey help us with these changes because this is how we will be able to get more users on your website or more sessions on your website but yeah i agree with you that's the biggest one Yeah, true. I think that is one of the common challenges that I heard from other
0: people also. So, I mean, there are ways to work around that. So, if you want, we can discuss that or at a later time.
1: Sure, sure. We would be happy to hear that. Uh,
0: So, the biggest way to do is uh, aligning the KPIs, you know. So, what happens at Flipkart and other places where I work, there used to be a common KPI between the product and the marketing team. So, combinedly, both the teams are responsible in increasing either the traffic or the sessions or the conversion that is coming from the traffic. So because of that, what happens is both the teams try to sit together, try to understand the problems and then try to solve them instead of pointing hands to each other saying something is not working because of the other team. And also Mm -hmm. the other way that will help us in solving this is making them understand the value that we bring you. So you can show them by telling them what is the CPCs of the keywords that are bringing traffic to you, which will tell you how much monthly budget is actually needed if they want to get the SEO traffic in the paid ways. So that becomes like, okay, actually an SEO team is uh, not spending any money, but they are getting more money than multiple channels. So the ROI yeah. becomes like, I mean, huge ballistic kind of a thing, like 1000X, et cetera, If you take it. Yes. So that will help in making the engineering and product team understand the value of SEO. After yeah. that, I think they will be also aligned in working on the SEO projects.
1: Mm-hmm. And you mentioned 1000X, right? Yeah, yeah. That's something which I have also seen. And that's something which... We need to share more, or we need to. We SEOs need to speak more about it. That's something which maybe the day-to-day marketer who is working on other activities they sometimes miss out on this particular part. That okay, even investing if you lacks in terms of SEO could give you returns in crores, right? And yeah. very true. That that's something which uh, we have also seen. And
0: other thing like I mean in India, you know that anything that comes for free has no value. so i think we need to add some value or we need to attribute some monies to the seo efforts also only then people will take you seriously and they'll also look into what is happening at your end
1: definitely that's something somehow google should allow us to put some revenue over there and across that some expenditures maybe the regular team cost or the engineering cost over there that also would solve out many of the things but yeah any other things which you would like to share in terms of how would you handle the core challenges? You mentioned about two things. So those are also good. But yeah, in uh, case... So uh, other thing other is, point? I think knowing the
0: domain knowledge is pretty important. If you're trying to work on an enterprise website, you know. So the reason is there's a hairline difference between multiple things that people work. For example, if I take a security kind of a domain, there's very little difference between endpoint security and endpoint management. So only if you know the difference between these two, you understand, okay, should I rank this page for endpoint security or should I rank the page for endpoint management? Because without the proper domain knowledge, you don't know whether should you optimize which keyword and also you don't know what kind of backlinks you need to build, etc. So I think the second challenge that any SEO person will face after a while while working on a particular domain is deeper domain knowledge. So... You, you see, he or she should be having a granular level of understanding of each of the products or the services of the website. Only then he or she can contribute to the maximum benefit to the company. True. And when, when you
1: speak about the domain knowledge, uh, let's say in your case also, earlier you were with Bank Bazaar into the completely uh, BFSI domain and then you moved on to organizations like Flipkart, which is more on the e-commerce side. True. How much time do you think a person would need to get onto a particular domain and understand the nuances of the domain
0: you are right kushal i worked first on bank which is a bfsi then i worked on Urban pro which is an NetTech, and then i'm working yeah. with DipKar, which is an e-commerce right so if you want to know basis uh, uber level domain knowledge it will take at least two three months mm-hmm. right? but if you want to know the deeper knowledge or the uh, deeper understanding of the domain it will take at least seven to eight months uh, yeah, that's but even
1: my personal. That's uh, two months or something should help you to at least start showing the results, right?
0: Right, right. I mean, so what happens is being an SEO person, right, the advantage is you have both technical SEO and on page SEO and off page SEO in your hand. So mm-hmm. when you start uh, working on a new website, right, ideally you need to look at the on page SEO and off page SEO and also technical SEO initially, so that True. which is common across the domains or the website, right, uh, so yeah. that uh, you can find a. Uh, You can find some uh, loopholes or you can find the low-hanging fruits which you can attack uh, and show some results so that the leadership team or the management have confidence in you and they'll help you in getting things more. Sadly, you can also work with the engineering team or the product team to understand more about the product. In fact, I would suggest anyone who is actually heading any SEO team to join the product meetings or the product lifecycle that they plan for the company that
1: helps them understand where the company is heading to and how SEO team can help them true very true and one thing which you mentioned over there that okay while the common elements like technical seo and other stuff you can start implementing that and that period would be enough to get the domain knowledge on a particular website true yeah sure having said that you mentioned about meeting with the product and the engineering team and they also play a very crucial role in seo so what, according to you, is the role of product and engineering team in terms of SEO? So if you think as SEO team,
0: as a face of the SEO domain, uh, these guys would be the back-end, in fact. So you might be steering the car where SEO car is being driven, but these guys will be the fuel which will be driving your SEO growth after a point of time. Yeah, really nice analogy. I like that. <laughs> to answer it precisely, right? The SEO, of it, or the SEO traffic of a website can only grow to an extent if you're working on only on-page, off-page and technical. But if you want to be in an exponential growth trajectory for a longer while, then it, you definitely need to work with the product and engineering teams. Unless and until you work with them and try to add new features or the new pages, try to make the website more user-friendly, more, uh, loading more faster, etc., you will not be able to be in that exponential growth trajectory.
1: Yeah. So the technical changes also needs to be going hand-in-hand hand with the other things, which... Uh, uh, normally would be done right. on the website.
0: Just to add one more thing, right? So the one way or one thing that helped me while working with the product in engineering teams is I used to define a problem statement. I used to define mm-hmm. the solution and I used to showcase the numbers that we get or the goodness that we got after we implementing that solution. And uh, mm-hmm. when you give a due credit to these teams, right? I think they'll be more interested. They'll also be more engaging with you in trying to solve bigger problems of SEO. Mm-hmm. So that could be one tactic we can use if you want to involve product and engineering
1: team regularly in solving SEO issues. Yes, that's very true. And uh, Avinash, you had been an engineer earlier and uh, you were working with Infosys. Mm-hmm. And from a software engineer to the role of an SEO head, so you've seen both the sides of it, the product and the engineering side, as well as the marketer side. How easy or how difficult it is for an engineer to move into the shoes of an SEO guy? Okay, <laughs> that's a good question to
0: ask because these days there's a huge demand for the digital marketers in India. And uh, you can see a lot of online websites like could have an academy, others offering the digital marketing courses. And also, there are a lot of institutes that have sprung up in the major cities where they're offering the digital marketing. And all of this is happening because there's a great demand for SEO and also other digital marketing verticals. I remember you saying there's a 5x growth on the digital marketing spends in the next five years in one of the yeah. conference, right? It- Yes. In fact, I think 20% of the growth will come from digital marketing, you, got, uh, you mentioned.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's almost a 38% compounded annual growth rate, which is expected.
0: True. That's a huge number. I mean, 38% compounded growth is like a big, big number. Mm-hmm. So because of this, what happens was there's a lot of demand that is there uh, in the industry. And because of that, a lot of people are trying to move into digital marketing, also SEO. So I believe this is more like a 1980 or 1990 years where people want to get into IT sector from the normal life being. I think we mm-hmm. are in that phase where many and many people want to get into digital marketing role. Very um, true. And to answer the question, like how does, what can these guys do so that they can be comfortable in their work? The first and foremost is there's abundant knowledge about all of these digital marketing verticals in the online art. There are a lot of yeah. Free courses are happening both in textual format and video content. In fact, in the podcast also similar to what we are talking today. So I would suggest each of these guys, he or she, try to understand, read and try to interpret what the person is trying to tell and what the content is about. Because I mm-hmm. uh, see many people when they start reading a huge content which actually has uh, experiments and other stuff, people try to mend off from the page. That okay. not be the way. To first start reading these content. Second, try to have a domain on your own. If you can't afford a domain on your own, you can go for a subdomain like abc.wordpress.com where you mm-hmm. try to implement a lot of SEO features. You can implement mm-hmm. your meta title, or meta description, or you can try to do link backlinks, you can try to do image optimization, etc. etc. So all the SEO elements that you actually work or that you actually work on an enterprise website can also be worked on your single domain or a subdomain. That will at least give mm-hmm confidence to these guys and you know what kind of work they can expect uh, when they're moving to a digital marketing domain uh mm-hmm. also that will tell them whether they are able to cope it up or whether also able to enjoy the work that they're going to get in digital marketing i think mm-hmm. um, that is the first important way uh they get a taste of the flavor of what work they're going to get and if they still mm-hmm. have the interest in doing that i think they can start doing either a freelancing project because it's tough to get initially or else they can start doing internship etc so that uh, people can move from one domain to a digital marketing uh, vertical.
1: Very true. And uh, something from my side, uh, it's much easier to get onto the SEO side of it because uh, we are so well connected with the product and the engineering side as well, right? Uh, uh, so, so it becomes one of the easiest digital marketing stream for an engineer to get into.
0: True, Kaushal. I mean, just to add a couple of things to that. So if at all, a person has to be an SEO expert, right? He or she should be able to at least read the page you know, all pages mm-hmm. on the web are in HTML, right? So True. if you want to be an SEO person, right, you should be able to at least read the page and understanding what each code is ha- each code is doing. Otherwise, it is very tough the person to become either an expert or try to do any changes on the on-page. So that is mm-hmm. where the engineering domain or the engineering knowledge helps uh, the person when he or she mm-hmm. is moving to the SEO industry. Uh, second, as you rightly told, um, product is something uh, which we work very closely mm-hmm. with. I think the person is coming from the product uh, he or she will have good understanding of how the UI UX, UI, UX are present on the page. And also, he or she knows what to be tweaked and how to be tweaked so that can, the page can be done in an SEO-friendly manner.
1: Mm-hmm. True. Very true. And uh, moving to a related question, innovation is something which we usually see which happens on the product side and the engineering side. And it is equally important in terms of SEO. In your view, why is innovation important for SEO? Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, to be philosophically right,
0: I think innovation is important everywhere. It's important in all the aspects of the life. Otherwise, things become very redundant and mundane. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, if I have to answer it uh, specific to SEO domain, right? uh, I think uh, without innovation, you will not be able to grow the traffic after a while. You can only do mm-hmm. uh, some set of uh, on-page optimization, uh, some set of uh, off-page optimization, etc. You can't go with the textbook rules or the rules set by other person uh, saying that how to do SEO uh, after a while. So after some time, right, you need to think, uh, because you are the uh, domain expert of your website and you're also an expert in SEO, you know how to marry both these domains, uh, both these things, and you know. Which is the right way uh, to show the content over there, or which are the right way to show which page to be shown, etc. Uh, Just to give a practical example, how innovation is important, right? So a lot of times people say that uh, interlinks are important, okay, but uh, not many people actually do it in the right way. So uh, I'll give an example. uh, What we did at Flipkart. Uh, So in the Flipkart, right, uh, we have uh, category pages like laptops. And also, we have brand-specific pages like Dell laptops, uh, Acer laptops, Asus laptops, etc. Right? Uh, so, what we did um, differently in, in uh, interlinking is uh, on the Laptops page, which is a category page, which has a high search volume and which gets uh, maximum traffic. Uh, we wrote a header content of two lines, and in that header content, we gave interlinks to the brands, uh, which will take you to either Dell laptops, or Acer laptops, or Asus laptops. So there are two advantages out of this. you know. One, uh, we are giving an interlink to the internal pages uh, because that the link authority or the, or the page authority of these pages improve, which will help in uh, getting a better rank uh, in SEO in two technical terms. Second is the user is getting hooked onto your domain. So because okay. when a user comes to laptop right, he or she is not aware uh, which brand to take or which processor to buy, but if we have shown those links at the top of the page, right? Uh, the user will definitely click on one of the brands, uh, and then the user will have the user will not bounce off. The average session timing of the user will be improved, and also the number of pages consumed by the user will be improved. And because of all of this, the user will uh, remember uh, your website, and uh, whenever he or she sees your website for a generic keyword, even if you're not ranking the top one or top two the CTRs will be going high because he or she has registered your website by staying for a longer time on the web pages. So Got that's it. a small innovation where we tried uh, showing interlinks uh, at the top of the page instead of showing at the bottom of the page because most of the people try to write a uh, footer content at the bottom which have interlinks to multiple pages. Uh, okay. It's not completely out of textbook, but it is something we tried modifying uh, in which we give us uh, very good
1: results at Pipcard. Yeah, really good that's nice and uh, wouldn't it impact the conversion rate on the page in any manner uh
0: yes it would impact the conversion on the pages uh so what we do is we always do an a b testing uh by showing the content to few of the people and not showing the content of the few of the people and then we try mm-hmm. to compare how both of these are coming up uh whether uh having a header content is having high conversions etc let's assume mm-hmm. uh if you have a clear winner over there i think it is easy to solve but let's assume you don't have a clear winner and also there's a lot of fight between you and the product team uh, in fact not the product team but the designer team will actually come into the picture because they don't want to see yeah. this ugly text on the top of the page where they Very want to true. see uh, <laughs> where they want to actually see fancy images etc right so what we did was um, we tried showing this content uh, only for the seo users uh, being in google bot or be it any person who is coming from the google search we used to show the mm-hmm. header content and for other uh, uh sources like direct or paid users we never show that header content so because of this um we have made sure that you know we are not impacting the product experience of all the pages of all the users but only of the seo uh,
1: users okay understood fine any other innovations uh Aminash, that you would like to highlight, which you have worked on and uh, has given you good results like this?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I have to start, there are a lot of things, uh, but I'll tell you something very interesting, which I feel really good about. So mm-hmm. I worked in Pangbazar during 2013 and 2014. I mean, that's the time where uh, digital marketing is not very popular in India. It's mm-hmm. hurting, but it's not at a scale of what we're seeing today, right? Uh, in fact, uh, we don't even have a proper team um, for SEO. I was the first SEO person over there to work on the bank website. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was having—I was given a task where we wanted to rank uh, for the generic product pages: personal loan, car loan, home loan, etc. I saw that uh, those search volumes are quite high, and the uh, competition also quite high. Then I came to the second set of keywords, uh, which is bank-specific keywords. Like there used to mm-hmm. be ICIC personal loan, ICIC car loan, etc. And also mm-hmm. I used to upload that, you know, only ICIC is ranking in the top five slots for all the uh, ICIC related keywords. Then I tried thinking, okay, what can we do differently so that Bankweather ranks at to the top uh, instead of uh, ICSA. Mm-hmm. So what I did was, uh, I used the two tactics. Uh, one is video and the second is vernacular. Uh, that Google talks a lot about today. So what I did mm-hmm. was, uh, I think uh, Bank Brother was the first website where we started showing a video in the first poll where we tell to people how to apply for a say bank personal loan. So because of mm-hmm. this, what happened was uh, we had a different content compared to other pages, other websites. Second, uh, mm-hmm. the users also hooked onto the page and actually they saw this content for a long time because not many people were uh, internet savvy in those days who understand how to do or what to uh, how to apply for the personal ICICI bank personal loan, and also they have a lot of questions. Okay, whether there is a legitimate site, etc. So that we having one small video on the website has solved all of the problems, and that has increased the stickiness of the users, and also that mm-hmm. has increased the conversions. The second ad uh, that I did on the same pages was uh, I saw that people look for the bank loans from different locations. Like people in Chennai look for the personal loan, but they want the uh, details of the city. Ah, uh, specific results. Though I created a uh, city-specific pages, saying that uh, Chennai personal loans, Bangalore personal loans, etc. And there I observed that the content can't be quite different for both the pages because it's always personal loan only, and nothing much changes in mm-hmm. the interest rates also the same across ways. Then I used the localization or the vernacular content. So when I had a uh, Chennai personal loan, I have uh, Tamil content and also the image at the top used to be Chennai uh, Central Railway Station, etc. Uh, because mm-hmm. of this, what happened was any user that is coming to the page, understood that, you know, this is a page that is related to Tamil Nadu or uh, Chennai. And also we have different images for personal loan home. So he understood that, okay, this page is related to personal loan. So because of these mm-hmm. two combinations, he was pretty sure that, you know, he came to a right page, which has the details that he's looking for. Uh, mm-hmm. So... Here, I tried solving multiple pages using the vernacular content. I think this is what Google is talking from last two or three years, where they say about three Vs, that is voice, video, and vernacular. Uh, Yes. something uh, we were able to solve in those days, except for the voice. Okay.
1: Great. Really nice. And so th- that's more on the uh, website, but uh, let's uh, go deeper and understand the recent technologies which have created an impact on the SEO world. And I would like to understand more about progressive web apps, PWA, from you, because Flipkart was one of the first website to implement PWA in India.
0: Right.
1: Um, how is SEO different for a PWA website or what are the things we need to take care of when we are doing SEO on a progressive web app website?
0: Uh, so Kaushal, you are right. I mean, TipCard is one of the first websites uh, to implement PW in India. And there are multiple uh, aspects of that. I mean, uh, keeping that aside, how did it fare in terms of the results, right? At least I can tell you that uh, PW was not very friendly for the SEO people. Okay, The reason is there are a lot of elements that used to be broken uh, when we implemented uh, PWA for the Flipkart. Uh, unfortunately, because it's a new technology, even uh, Google team was not able to support us initially. Okay. They took quite an emo- uh, quite good amount of time to fix our issues and by the time uh, we had numbers falling, so there was not a uh, fruitful experience to be uh, precise on how PWA has worked or not. But uh, yeah. if you ask me uh, what additional things that we did uh, while working on the PWA, right? Uh, I think we started uh, implementing server-side rendering and also mm-hmm. React JS. So those are the two new things that have started working uh, while working on the PWA. Mm-hmm. It was quite different than what we used to work before because we, all the time we used to work on client-side rendering uh, where Google was able to crawl the content, etc. So mm-hmm. we observed that uh, Google was not able to get the proper title metadata also. So, because mm-hmm. of that, we used to fire an empty shell with the pro- metadata at least so that uh, when Google comes to the page, it understands that the particular page is about. Mm-hmm. And then it used to crawl the content over there. So, to answer your question, uh, what additional things we did in SEO for PWA, I think it's the React.js implementation and also server side rendering uh, that we did. And that helped you to resolve the SEO challenges for
1: uh, even a PWA?
0: To some extent, (laughs) not to a greater extent, but I I think uh, Google also has modified a lot of its technology, uh, because of which I think the issues are resolved.
1: Nice. That's good. And how about um, uh, AMP pages? Okay. uh, Any uh, insights which you can share on that? Is it good or bad for SEO? uh,
0: Sure. Uh, I think uh, Google was one of the primary uh, motivators of making the users to switch to AMP pages across the websites. Uh, I think they have their own uh, rules. I mean, um, I think they have their own motivation, uh, which I'm not really happy about. Uh, both the PW and AMP were implemented because Google wants to load the pages quickly. And also they wanted to show the content from their cache and not from website owner's cache. Mm-hmm. Because of this, what happened was uh, they asked us to create the pages with a lighter HTML, which mm-hmm. took a toss on the user experiences uh, because uh, these uh, consumer friend websites like Bangalore or Flipkart and other companies, right, they need a lot of user experiences because of it, mm-hmm. people hooked to our websites uh, compared to your competitors. So all of this was taken off and because of which, um, there also we faced some issues uh, over there. Uh, but. Barring all of those, right, uh, I think uh, when we started implementing AMP, uh, we are able to come into the top position. All of the AMP version of the pages or the AMP version of the pages, uh, that helped us in growing an SEO, for sure. That great. helped us in getting the uh, proper ranking or the better ranking compared to previous metrics. But uh, unfortunately, the business metrics were not so great uh, because uh, all the AMP pages were lo- very thin pages. I mean, right now, uh, Google is allow- I mean, uh, Google has made a lot of changes where it allows your own domain to be shown or your own URL to be shown. Otherwise, in the mm-hmm. initial shade it only showed uh, Google URL of your website. So the user didn't even know that he, ha- he or she has come to Flipkart or Amazon, etc. Uh, it yeah. was so bad in those days because of which uh, the brand name got hit uh, in terms of organic physics. Uh, mm-hmm. But what we did was uh, because of that, we only moved few of our pages to the AMP. Uh, pages, where we thought uh, there would not be much impact.
1: Got it. Uh, and gave just visits to, from uh, those pages.
0: Uh, just to add a couple of more points to this, uh, I think if you're a content-rich website like a newspaper or a blogger or a recipe kind of a website, AMP will do very well for you uh, because uh, you don't have too much things to show on the user experience. And also, there's not too much of personalization that you need to have. Uh, but if you're a consumer friend website like a Bank Buzzer or a uh, Urban Pro or a, a Flipkart, I think uh, AMP will not be the right tool for you. Probably you can have the blog or the articles on your website to be on the AMP, uh, but I don't suggest you to have the complete website on the AMP.
1: Very true. Thanks for sharing that. The other thing was in terms of uh, the app and the app indexing part. So app indexing has... Uh, been becoming really crucial in terms of driving repeat users to the apps and uh, it's also now becoming one of the major source through which uh, repeat users are coming to apps right You're right what has been your experience in terms of app indexing what has been the role of app indexing in creating growth for enterprises like flipkart uh,
0: you're right koshal i mean uh, app indexing has become very big phenomenon and i think uh, everyone knows it because 70 uh, percent of the searches are happening on the mobile and uh, because a lot of the mobiles today we have have 3g and 4g people are and also with a high uh, uh, ram and roam right people are installing a lot of apps because of which mm-hmm. google tries to show the app uh, try to open the app instead of opening a inside url we, mm-hmm. because of all these uh things i think uh app traffic has grown significantly high and uh, as an seo person we should be really conscious about uh, these uh, uh changes that are happening and we need to make sure that we have, our website has been uh, able to tackle all of these Okay, uh, so you're right, uh, if you're not having proper app indexing, right, uh, the user experience gets uh, broken. Uh, for example, if a person is trying to look at uh, individual product like uh, Dell laptop, right, uh, if he doesn't do app indexing, he will or she will open the Flipkart homepage uh, instead of the Dell laptop page. Uh, mm-hmm. So. App indexing is important, and you can do the app indexing in two ways. One, uh, you can do via deep linking, and that deep linking could be uh, universal deep linking or uh, app-specific deep linking. Uh, The second way is you can also have a sitemap, uh, which will have a URL of your desktop and also the app, uh, so that Google understand that uh, for every desktop URL, there is an app URL and if the user is open uh, if the user is searching on uh, either uh, m site or on the google app uh, it has to uh, show the app specific url uh, having uh, app indexing uh, will really improve uh, user experience uh, because of which the bounce rates get reduced and also the content of uh, the pages uh, 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 the pages cr- Uh, consumed by the user will also improve. Uh, This, again, improves uh, your brand authority and the CTRs uh, indirectly. True. Thanks.
1: The other thing, uh, Avinash, I wanted to check with you was uh, Flipkart has really grown well in terms of uh, SEO over the last few years. Uh, I have seen some numbers which you had published on uh, LinkedIn, but that was way earlier. Um, Right. uh, would love to understand uh, more about the Flipkart SEO growth story from you and get some more interesting numbers. Sure. If you could share. <laughs> part I'll try to see. No <laughs> okay. uh, so worries, but that? at least a growth story.
0: Sure, sure. So I think many of people have seen a Spider-Man movie, uh, which says... Uh, with great power comes a great responsibility right, uh, right. <laughs> i yeah. think uh, with great authority uh, great responsibility comes is my understanding or my uh, mantra of believing so if you see in india right uh, flipkart and amazon are the high authority or the most trusted uh, e-commerce website okay and not only that uh, these are the two websites uh, who has a huge amount of money where they can try to do multiple experiments and also, they can try to uh, change how uh, pages get consumed or they can actually change everything that is present in the industry. And uh, that is the very reason why Google has come up to Flipkart to implement their PWA and the AMP projects. You know, uh, mm-hmm. It means that what I'm trying to say is uh, being on Flipkart uh, SEO scene, right? Uh, it is the responsibility of that person to ensure that uh, he or she uh, does new things on the SEO front And also he or she shares those uh, knowledges and also information to the people. And now uh, why I'm trying to say all of this is until and unless you do all these kinds of experiments, whenever until and unless you do these uh, new innovations, you will not be able to grow traffic. And uh, I think that is the very reason why uh, SEO traffic of the Flipkart has grown significantly higher. I can't tell you the actual numbers, but I can tell you that uh, in the last Three years, we have grown at 4x uh, time. Uh, otherwise, uh, 300% growth uh, uh, in the last uh, three years, which is a significant number uh, because uh, the base number of Flipkart is pretty huge. Uh, in mm-hmm. fact, uh, it's not, uh, uh, I mean, not bo- uh, bullistic myself, but uh, the average monthly traffic of the Flipkart would be uh, yearly traffic of very uh, big websites that are present in uh, uh, India as a Uh, Mm -hmm. To give a small amount, uh, uh, to give a small uh, number, right? I mean, uh, sometimes the SEO traffic of Flipkart is so high that uh, we outrank the SCM traffic. Uh, I mean, it happens many times. Uh, It means that uh, we are actually saving so much of money at the Flipkart. And because of this, uh, I mean, which we showed uh, to the higher management and the leadership long time back, uh, because of which we have a dedicated team, uh, engineering and product team for SEO itself, uh, which is a big thing uh, in India at least, uh, where value of SEO is a bit low. And now with this, what we tried doing, uh, we did a lot of uh, things uh, which helped us in growing SEO. And I can share a couple of those things uh, which anyone can use in on their own okay. website, uh, and yeah. it will be uh, powerful enough uh, to get better ranking in it, uh, Google. And the first mm-hmm. and the foremost, I would say, is um, answer box Uh, or the feature snippet uh, that comes in the uh, Google search results. So, Mm -hmm. over the last three years, right, Google started showing feature snippet or the zero result or answer box uh, for many of the keywords. And uh, what happened was when we saw that uh, whenever people search for the price, like, okay, what is the price of iPhone X? uh, There used to be news websites or there used to be article websites, uh, bloggers that used to come in the feature snippet. We thought, we are the right persons to come there because we know what is the price of the phone on the particular day compared to mm-hmm. these bloggers and that's when we started we tried understanding okay how can we solve this then we realized that you know um we saw the format how google is showing the answers, and we saw that google is trying to show the answers in three ways one in the textual uh, format like a paragraph second in the tabular format and third is bulleted format and we realized that uh tabular format is something that will suit this and that's where we started experimenting uh with a uh, a table uh, which will have a price or we call it as a price table at the bottom of the page that Google Mm -hmm. can crawl every day and uh, show that, you know, what is the price of iPhone X would be coming out of the price table that is present on the Flipkart page. And uh, Mm -hmm. this was quite successful in the sense, uh, if at all anyone searching for uh, prices of uh, Dell laptops, we used to come with the first. If you're looking at a list of iPhone models, we used to come at the top, uh, etc. So we nice. really cracked the answer box uh, result or the feature snippet uh, answers. Uh, I mean, it happened uh, three to three and a half years back. Okay. After mm-hmm. a while, uh, a lot of people have taken inspiration from us and they have done pretty well. And in fact, they are doing better than us in some of the keywords actually. Uh, but I can tell you that one of the uh, first uh, innovation, uh, the, uh, we are the first website to do that innovation uh, Great. in the domain. Uh, mm-hmm. The second uh, innovation that I can tell you is the header content that I told you already, uh, where we tried showing uh, header content with two lines of uh, content, uh, which will have links to your internal pages that has increased the user's time, average time spent by the user and also the page depth, reduces the bounce rate, etc. So all the metrics have improved pretty well for us. In fact, uh, it was so successful that, you know, uh, the category team of our company, uh, the category team is the one who handles those pages, have told uh, designer team that even if it looks ugly on the page, I'm fine with it because we are getting the better conversions over there. That's the second innovation we did. And uh, right now I can see many people uh, taking cues from that and implementing on their website. Uh, The third innovation that I can talk to you about is the... uh, um, footer links that we have started at the bottom of the page uh, so what happened was uh, we saw that people consume the content of the page and after that they don't know what to do so this is not something newly we did a PipCard, card but uh there many people have done before to this but what uh in- interestingly we did was uh, we showed the foot content links in such a way that they are very much related to the product page uh what i mean by that is let's say you are on the iphone x page we tried showing samsung s10 page and also, we tried showing you uh, iPhone uh, 9, iPhone 11, which are very mm-hmm. much relevant to the particular page. Uh, so that okay. the user used to go to the other page, uh, even from the product page. Because uh, four to five years back, right, whenever a user comes to a particular product page, uh, he or she has no way to see the other products. They only have to search in the search bar or they have to go back and find the other products. Mm-hmm. It helped us um, in improving the conversion to the business level. And also, it helps us in improving the, rankings because uh, the page authority of the new URLs have improved uh, because of these backlinks.
1: Got it. Really nice.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, that's quite a bit of it. And uh, yes, uh, w- one other point other than the innovations was that dedicated engineering team. And uh, I believe you are the, one of the very few organizations in India which would have a dedicated uh, engineering team for SEO-related activities.
0: Yeah, I think uh, we are privileged because uh, the management was able to understand, and
1: also uh, we were able to show those results continuously. Really good. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, Ash, any suggestions for the SEOs uh, who want to create successful SEO compliant websites? I mean,
0: honestly, they everything that is present on the internet only. But what happens is uh, people don't read into the details of the page. Okay. If I, I mean, this is one of the common questions that I ask many people, but they fail to explain me or help me out uh, in the SEO interviews. Uh, the question is very simple. Uh, the question is, you know, why does uh, Google hate clocking? And uh, you know, clocking is nothing but showing one page to user and other page, other content to the bot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I ask them why it's not correct, uh, people used to tell you know uh, because there's the rules of the Google etc cetera, etc. Cetera. But mm-hmm. I try telling that you know the reason is uh, I mean right now Google is uh, uh, I mean preferred search engine and 90% of the searches happen on Google. But uh, if you take uh, seven to eight years back, uh, not seven to eight years, I think if you take ten years back when they were competing with Yahoo, uh, then uh, Google was uh, Maybe not 10 years, probably 15 years, I'm sorry. Um, then uh, Google was trying to compete with these search engines. And one of the reasons why Google was successful was it promised to the user saying that they will get the most relevant content in the fastest time and uh, accurately. So these are the mm-hmm. three important things that Google has started. Are it's the, those are the building blocks of the Google. And everything that you see in SEO are built on these three things. So, mm-hmm. clocking is nothing but the trust uh, between the content or the authority of the content that is being shown on the page, right? Now, mm-hmm. Google promised to the search user, uh, the searcher, saying that the content that is present on the Google search result is same as the content that you're going to see when you visit the page. So, that is a promise that Google has given to the search user. And now, if you do cloaking, right, this uh, promise will be broken. And people will skip the Google and they'll go to other search engines. So that was one of the reasons why Google strictly implements blocking. Great. Uh, this is not really different, but its only thing is once you get down and deep and understand right why Google is doing certain things, uh, then you'll understand, okay, why you should do, what you should do, et cetera. I think all the aspirant, uh, SEO aspirants who want to be an expert or who want to have their career in this uh, thing, they need to take a um, uh, low level. And they have to go to the lower level, lowest level To understand why this has to be done and why this can't be done. Uh, Unless and until you do this, uh, I don't think uh, they will be able to scale up
1: things. Great. That's good. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, Avinash, uh, that's quite a bit of SEO. Would uh, like to uh, now know more about you, uh, the growth genius itself. Uh, So, starting with the question who do you follow?
0: Uh, in SEO, I follow quite a few people, uh, but if you ask me on top of mind, I have three names on top of my mind. Uh, one is uh, Dean uh, of Backlink Co mm-hmm. uh, I think any SEO person would know that uh, he is a go-to guy uh, if you wanted to have a complete case study of how to implement each of the SEO element. Uh, if you want to write a title tag, you know, this guy has written, I think, uh, tons of content in one single blog post expert telling a lot of experiments that he has done uh, with the title tag itself. Uh, mm-hmm. So I regularly read uh, his blogs. Uh, in fact, I'm a big fan of his uh, blog post that I actually wait for him to write a new content to consume and understand what kind of uh, additional things or experiments that you can do on uh, a mm-hmm. particular uh, SEO element. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second mm-hmm. guy is uh, Tim Solo of uh, uh He's a CMO over there. Uh, uh, he publicly tells, uh, about how, uh, each of the SEO fact, each of the SEO element is working across the domains. As you know, uh, ASF is a, um, SEO enterprise tool, uh, and also they have millions of clients. So because of this, right, uh, this guy knows, uh, if you change the title tag, how is it going to affect on multiple uh, websites? He can give it a geographical cut. He can give it a, uh, uh, domain cut, et cetera, industry level cut, et cetera. So, mm-hmm. and the good thing is, this guy uh, doesn't beat around the bush. Uh, he directly tells you, you know, uh, by changing the SEO title, this is something happened. Uh, by changing the page speed uh, from uh, 10 seconders to 3 seconds, this is the improvement that they have seen, etc. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you will understand um, industry level uh, impacts by making a simple change uh, via Ahrefs blog. Great. Uh, I think something that people need to know. Uh, Read. and the last uh, the most important guy that I follow is uh, Ran Fishkin of Moz Uh, so uh, he co-founded the Moz uh, and I like him because uh, he's very vocal uh, and um, he says uh, what is right is right and what is wrong is wrong Uh, so uh, the thing is uh, many times uh, this is a guy who stands with the SEO community so if Google uh, does something wrong or if something is not uh, proper these, uh, he's the first guy uh, to stand and then tell them okay something is not correct etc. In fact, uh, he I guess he's the one who uh, introduced that uh, SEO world garden uh, where uh, 50% of the search res- where 50% of the clicks are going to the Google itself and not mm-hmm. uh, organic results etc. And publicly True. he has had multiple debates with uh, Meherdi and uh, other guys over there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, these are the three people whom I follow rigorously in SEO. Great.
1: I was expecting John Mueller over there, but he didn't feature in the top three. Uh, no, I oh. don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to mention John Mueller because uh, I. Okay, it's a personal opinion. Uh, whatever mm-hmm. John Mueller says is not the apt what I know because um, I talked to him a couple of times um, in one of the. in uh, in couple of meetings, virtual meetings, and whenever I ask okay. a question, I always get an abstract answer. There was no precise and concise yeah. answer. Uh,
1: it he confuses you more than what you know once you ask the question. Yeah, I mean, he's just doing what his company is allowing him to do. So <laughs> <laughs> it could be, oh. but uh, yeah. <laughs> Great, uh, and Avinash. Uh, You've grown really well from being a software engineer uh, to heading SEO for Flipkart. Uh, What makes you remain growth focused? Uh,
0: I think I have the behavior of uh, this experimental thing from a uh, very long time. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's one reason uh, why uh, I I always try to uh, shift the things. Uh, For example... uh, When I was working in Infosys also, right, I worked only for one year on Java and one year on .NET, one year on mainframes, uh, which is quite uh, unique because when you go to any company like Infosys, you stick to one domain and you stay there for a longer time. Uh, You don't really switch for multiple things. Uh, But I'm a guy who tries to taste everything, uh, uh, try to get a flavor of everything. Uh, So because of which um, I try multiple things. And that is one other reason why uh, in my career I moved between multiple domains like BFSI, EdTech, and now e commerce etc. Uh, I mean, I didn't right. work on uh, travel and other industries. I would like to work on that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, second is, um, I think, uh, in my personal opinion, uh, unless and until uh, I learn something new for the particular day, I will not be happy. I feel that uh, I'm lacking something and uh, it's like I miss I'm um, not have my lunch or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that keeps okay. me
1: hunger to try to learn new things. Great. And uh, th- that's something which will help you with SEO itself uh, because we also need to do lots of experiments. Uh, uh, that's where you built for SEO. Great. Uh, I mean, Ash, if you could time travel at this particular minute, what would be your suggestion to your younger self uh, when you started uh, your career or um, you were just out of the college?
0: I think one regret that I have is uh, I don't have uh, my personal branding, uh, which uh, many of the people uh, are missing even today. Uh, Why? Because uh, I think I know a lot of things and I can be, uh, I can try to crack any interview in SEO, but uh, if you see my resume or if you see my LinkedIn profile, you don't find that because I'm not really vocal about what I want to tell and also i'm not mm-hmm. really building my brand uh, either online or offline so mm-hmm. if i have to go back uh, and change myself i think uh, i'll try to be more vocal about myself and also i'll try to be more active on multiple communities uh, where i can uh, have my own uh, unique brand name so mm-hmm. if you go to uh, us right i mean you. i mean all these guys whom i talk about like tim solo Bryn, Bryn Dane, Brian brain dean brand fishkin uh, in fact Neil Patel, other guys, right? They have built a brand for themselves, and that's True. how they became very famous. Uh, I mm-hmm. guess uh, that is missing in India as of now. And uh, I'm really happy that uh, you are bringing a platform uh, which will help uh, all these digital marketers to build their own uh, online persona and also build their own brand. I truly totally believe uh, your podcast becomes something uh, more famous than Neil Patel's podcast. Uh, Thanks
1: a lot, Nash. Thank you for that. Yeah, and definitely you did a good start by at least joining us on this platform and sharing insights. And at the same time, telling the world that, hey, this is the knowledge which is available with us, right? And I believe that's very true for all the Indians as well. We need to market ourselves much better than what we are doing right now.
0: Very true. And, uh, actually I actually want to add one more thing on this. Uh, so, uh, during our growth folks session, right? I mean, when I heard about, uh, Kaushal Thakur, initially I was not sure, uh, who is this guy because I didn't, uh, heard what their name, but I heard about Infidigit. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. because some of the people, uh, some of the, uh, some of your clients actually, uh, are, uh, are the friends of mine. Uh, so I know Infidigit, but I don't know Kaushal Thakur. Then, uh, once I met you uh, in the growth session, I was like amazed. Okay, oh, this is the guy who has started uh, Infidigit. (laughs) Then I felt that, okay, uh, we do a lot of branding for the company that we work,
1: uh, but we don't do branding for the personal sales. I think it's also uh, specifically on that note, I would say it's more about the teamwork also because it's not only about the founder of any organization, it's the team which builds the organization, and that's where. The infidigit brand name definitely has to be more powerful than Kaushal Thakkar. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I mean, uh, now we'll move to the speeded round. And my request uh, to you to answer this question is really short. Sure. Any quote that you live by? Uh, yeah, uh,
0: necessity is the mother of invention uh, is the quote that I live and uh, believe in. Thanks.
1: If not digital, what would you be doing?
0: Uh, I would be doing either brand marketing uh, because that's the other interesting aspect that
1: I want to do. Nice. Any one daily habit that has been a game changer for you? Uh, yes, I think learning something new every day is
0: something uh, I do. Uh, that helped me to learn uh, new things and also improve my knowledge.
1: Great. And define Avinash Bikumala in one word.
0: I think that will be SEO expert for now. Oh,
1: great. Thanks. Um, It was really good speaking with you, Avinash. Uh, How can the audience stay connected with you?
0: Uh, They can either uh, connect with me uh, via LinkedIn, uh, which is open. Also, they can connect me via email if they have any ask. Okay.
1: Fine. And uh, if by email, how do they reach you on email? You'll have to share the email ID. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, it is abhinash.bikmalla uh, at gmail.com. Uh, so it sounds as A-V-I-N-A-S-H dot B-I-K-U-M-A-L-L-A at gmail.com. So that's my personal email ID and I will try to to it. Perfect.
1: And uh, any parting thoughts that you would like to share with our audience?
0: Uh, yes, I think uh, digital marketing is booming like uh, anything in India as of today. Uh, it is similar to your IT that's there in 1980s and 1990s. Uh, so please use this uh, time period and uh, try to use as many opportunities as possible. And uh, I want to want to thank you, uh, Kaushal, uh, and also Infinity uh for inviting me over here and sharing my knowledge. Uh, the reason why i like this podcast is i have personally learned a lot of things from the other podcasters in the speakers on this platform
1: thanks i mean ash and thanks for your kind words it was a really great session we learned a lot uh, and over and above the seo i I learned uh, specifically about how you believe in the core of experimentation innovation and uh, that's something which i would also try to increase on my side It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Growth Genius. I hope you learned something today that would help you to grow. If you did, please share this episode with your friends and family. If you're listening to this on the InfraDigit website, I would request you to use the podcast app on iPhone or download Google Podcast or Spotify on your Android phone. Subscribing to this podcast will ensure that you get the episodes regularly on your phone. The podcast icons near the audio streaming widget on the infidigit website should help you to navigate to the show on your podcast app. Also, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Growth Genius Show wherever you are listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now go out there and create growth for yourself and your company. Thank you.